Oh, Mr. Shub. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. Ah, oh, shoot. If only I'd known sooner. We're going to Hawaii. May I remind you, Mr. Shoop, you're up for tenure. You want a job next year? Oh, come on, Mr. Gills. Look, we got lays on and everything. You'll be teaching remedial English. Remedial English? Look, I ain't no English teacher. See? Double negative. No, I uh, hand out basketballs, check for jock straps. I'm, like, very challenged. Oh, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. I appreciate that. No, no, look, the only reason I got into this whole teaching gig in the first place is to get my summers off. No, I'm afraid my answer has to be no. No, thank you? Bottom line, Mr. Shoup, you need my recommendation for tenure. This is blackmail. We call it school spirit. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Chainsaw may have dreamed of not knowing anything, but here on the pool scene podcast, we probably get accused of knowing too much. Oh, big time. About a little bit of everything. It's still summer. It's August and it's still banger season. Yes. So we decided to cover eighties banger summer school. Like what? Half the movies we've covered on this podcast. Summer school is from 1987. This yeah. one, I believe, is going to be our 10th of 1987. And we are nowhere near done. Yeah, that's like 10% of our podcast. Yeah. It's a comedy film directed by Carl Reiner. Reiner, just like Penny Marshall from Big, known as much as an actor as a director. His directing credits, though, include Oh God, Summer Rental, and Fatal Instinct. The high school setting in this movie, which I think we've discussed before, I don't remember in what else, but it was at Oceanfront High School where Karate Kid and Nightmare on Elm Street 2 Freddy's Revenge were filmed. Oh, I've not yet seen anything after the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So I just came across the infamous Nightmare on Elm Street VHS set, the box set. Yeah. And I won it, but what's it going for? 75. It was $75. Okay. But it's it's VHS tapes, like just yeah, in a box. It, it should like, be. It's not that Disney black diamond that people think are twelve thousand dollars. When you go to Goodwill, you can get yeah. it for a quarter. But yeah, and that so when I saw it for seventy five at the store, I was like, that's a lot. And then I looked it up on eBay, and that's kind of what it's listed for. Is so in that store, he was like, yeah, whatever's on eBay, that's what I'm gonna. Yeah, that's it. always a good sign. Yeah, right. Exactly. Assholes. The song "Mind Over Matter" from the soundtrack was originally recorded by Blondie, but there were legal conflicts. This makes no sense to me. There were legal conflicts, so E.G. Daily recorded it for the soundtrack. Even though Blondie's Rapture is still used in the movie. So they were able to use Blondie's Rapture, but could not use Blondie's version of Mind Over Matter, so... G. Daly stepped in, and the music video for Mind Over Matter is a reimagining of the final test scene from the movie, and the characters join in with E.G. on instruments. What do you think E.G. stands for? E.G. Extra good. 
extra good daily. Not sure it's the tagline, but the main poster featured the line at Oceanfront. What do they call a guy who cuts classes, hates homework, and lives for summer vacations? Teacher. <laughs> That's on the phone. That's not great. Good old shoop. All right, Jim. So uh, with that tagline, let's find out how much money this movie made at the box office against its budget, along with number ones at time of release. From WUAB, Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock news. Summer School came out July the 22nd, 1987. Once again, Kevin, we enter a movie in which we don't know what the actual budget was. All that I could find out is it made $35.7 million at the box office, which has got to be good. I can't imagine this movie being that much money to make. No, and I don't think they ever imagined this movie was going to make like $150 million. No. This definitely was a afterthought, but became a cult following on VHS. Kevin, the top three movies at... National video for the week were Guaranteed a better buy With National Video The Fly, The Color of Money and we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Crocodile Dundee, who still never seen a movie, probably have no desire to. Kevin, your featured television show for the week of July the 22nd, 1987, Remington Steel, starring the one, the only Pierce Brosnan. The funny thing about this, I bet you a lot of you out there are unaware of this. The show resumed by NBC after a six month hiatus. During the hiatus, the series main actor, Pierce Brosnan, won. He won the film role of James Bond. I, I knew that. I did know that. Only to lose the role when NBC unexpectedly renewed the television series, which was kind of like, fuck, I'm James Bond, but I have this successful TV series. No insult at all to Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton was a pretty decent James Bond. He did two of them, which if you think about it, though, man, Brosnan would have had a massive run because those yeah. last couple of ones after Goldeneye were not good at all. Speaking of, of Bond, have you watched Gray Man yet? No, I have not. How is it? I haven't watched it. It's that's why I was asking. It's uh, it's already been approved for a sequel, which I felt of course like was an inside job. Like they, but it's basically like a a new Bond. With, oh, okay, with, on Netflix, correct? Yeah, with Gosling and, uh, playing the uh, Gray Man. Then at the very end of this episode, when we get to the final app, I have a big Netflix announcement. Ooh. Back to TV, Kevin. The Fox Television Network makes its prime time debut, marking the first time since 1955 that there were four U.S. networks with prime time programming. Good evening! And welcome to Fox! It debuted with only two shows, Married with Children and The Tracy Ullman Show, which spawned the Simpsons. the Simpsons. And of course, we eventually get 21 Jump Street and then in Living Color and then off to the races. And then Richard Grieco. And Richard Grieco. Shelley Long makes her final regular appearance as Diane Chambers on Cheers. Hey, have a good life. Have a good life? What? Well, that's something you say when something's over. Sam. I'm going away for six months. That's all. So no more of this have a good life stuff. You never know. You, you could die. I could die. The world could end. One of us could bump our heads and uh, wander the streets for the rest of our life with amnesia. Or maybe one of us will decide they want something else. None of those things will happen. I'll be back here. I will. I'll see you in six months, okay? Okay. 
She would appear once more in the series finale in 1992. We talked about this on a previous podcast. If you go back to watch Cheers in the Shelley Long era, really, really good. Yeah. Like I started with Kirstie Alley and I was like, oh, I well, love her. I, I started with yeah. Kirstie Alley. Speaking of this movie, all ties together. But uh, but then, yeah, when you go back and watch those original episodes, you're like, okay, this is really good before yeah, she, Sam and Diane before came. Yeah. And then Stupid Me. Because unexpectedly, I will be heading to Massachusetts at the end of this month. I did not know Cheers was a real bar. Yeah. I thought it was a bullshit Jim, fake we've bar. We've been in Cheers. But, but I'm in thinking. Sandusky, but Ohio. It was a franchise, not thinking there was an yeah. actual Cheers yeah. Cheers. Yep. So I'm excited to see that. You're going to go out of your way to go to that? I'm curious to go to Cheers. All right. I want to go to the actual Cheers. I just find it interesting. I know All it's these things to do in Boston. No, I'm going to go see like Faneuil Hall. I'd like to see Fenway Park. And but if Cheers is in the vicinity, I want to see Cheers. Kevin, the number one movie in America. Kevin, one of our dear to our heart. Robocop. Yes. One we have to cover because it's one that, of my favorites. That fucking death scene. Supposedly death scene. Yeah. <sighs> gives you fucking nightmares when you see that as a six-year-old yep. kid let me tell mm-hmm. you and kevin once again this week we're going across the pond for your top 10 on top of the pops down at 10 star trekking from the firm Hot climbed to number nine with their american hit alone the american hit up four and eight sweetest smile from black no idea up go Mel and Kim. They're at number seven with FLM. We know about Mel and Kim. Down at six, The Living Daylight. Aha. Bond. Up two places to number five. Always an Atlantic star. Okay. No change at four. Wishing well. Terrence Trent. He created Arby's. It's a new entry. It's at number three. Madonna. Who's that girl? Uh. No change at two. Under the boardwalk. Bruce Willis. Another co- Bruce Willis. And they're still at the top of the tree. The Pet Shop Boys at number one for the third week with It's a Sin. That Under the Boardwalk cover is horrible. Under the Bruce Willis, man, I understand you wanted to be more than life itself. And if you ever watch or listen, I should say, to the Haleywood podcast, talk about it. Bruce Willis had a hell of a fucking, I don't even know what to describe it as. Thought he was king shit, became Bruno, and all of a sudden he's just doing these covers and buying, buying a city. And they loved him in England, apparently. And Kevin, that's all that was going on on TV this time in 1987. All right, let's take a field trip into the plot. Hey, Mr. Shoup, wow. Uh, you in this class too? Mm-mm. I'm teaching it. No, no way! Put it on the time! Put it on the time! My girl likes to put it on the time! All right, have a seat. Got our main man, educator, gym teacher. Yeah! Freddie Shoup. Hey, yeah, I wanna shoot. Baby. Who's ready to leave for Hawaii with his girlfriend Kim just as soon as work is over on the last day of school? Also, on the last day of school, Vice Principal Phil Gills. Phil Gill is handing out slips to a number of students, informing them of their requirement to attend summer school for remedial English. The teacher assigned to summer school duty wins the lottery and immediately quits. 
It's like $50,000 yeah. and he quits. Gills scrambles to force someone into being the replacement and he blackmails Shoop with loss of tenure. I didn't know, and I learned this in researching, I didn't know high school teachers got tenure. Well, specifically, I didn't know phys ed teachers well, especially got tenure. high school phys ed Cause teachers. Because normally those were the first to go. Yeah. Shoop's girlfriend goes to Hawaii without him. On his first day, he meets Robin Bishop, who he falls for immediately. Kirstie Alley. She's a man. She's teaching summer school history, and because it's a movie, she's dating Gills. Just too convenient for that. Oh, yeah. His first day is all around failure. He has no idea how to teach them. So for the first couple weeks, just takes them on a bunch of field trips. Yeah, just hang out, which how fucking amazing would that be? Awesome. Gills further threatens to fire Shoop unless they pass their end of term test, not end of the year. Gills, what if I become a model teacher? <laughs> this is gonna be fun. Okay. <laughs> you get every kid left in your class to pass that skills test, and I'll forget about your field trips. Done. Now, Shoop is serious about teaching, but the students are not serious to learn. They reach a compromise where he grants each student a wish. He teaches one student how to drive so she can pass her driver's test. He goes to Lamaze class with a pregnant student. One wishes he was big. Yes. He uh, lets them throw a party at his house. One moves in with them. We'll talk about that later. He screens Texas Chainsaw Massacre for them in class. He even gets arrested for them, which isn't a wish, but he takes (laughs) the fall for under. I wish you would get arrested. No problem. Gills inadvertently reveals his true colors in front of Robin, and she dumps him. The students begin to rebel again for more wishes, so Shoop quits. He says, I don't have to deal with this. I can be on the beach. Look, for the past four weeks, I have given up all of my free time. Had my body used for a tackling dummy, my house trashed, my couch set on fire, my goldfish murdered, my butt thrown in jail, and my car wrecked. All I'm asking for is a little extra effort. You know what, Sands? You guys could all pass that test. But you're just so happy being failures that you just don't know. Why am I doing this? (laughs) Tell you what. You guys drop out and be illiterate. I'm going to Hawaii and be tan. The students realize they messed up. They terrorize the substitute. They beg Shoop to come back. With Shoop, they cram for the test, but Gills reveals that the grade average was below passing. So Gills basically is like, you're fired. You're going to be fired. However, the students and their parents vouch for Shoop. You can imagine the feeling when I saw him studying. The wife and I almost burst into tears. David was doing his homework, too. It makes sense. They share the same brain. Not only did Mr. Shoup get my daughter to read, he taught her to drive. He showed Kevin there's more to life than just football. I'm not sure I agree, but it's possible. This man should not be teaching. Proof is right here in these test results. Look for yourself, Mr. Shoup. Passing is 70. Average score here was 63. They failed. 
That is not true, Mr. Gills. The principal grants Shoop's tenure due to the huge improvements in their scores. Most of them had like sub 20 scores and 20s. It was incredible. And now they're in the 50s and 60s. You passed and I failed. (laughs) I'll take it again. I can fail. Let's move on to characters. Mark Harmon as Freddie Shoop. Kirstie Alley as Robin Bishop. Robin Thomas as Vice Principal Gills. We didn't really talk about the students specifically, so I'll do that here without giving too much away. Courtney Thorne-Smith as Pam House. How would you describe her? Misguided. She wants to be Shoop's girlfriend. She's not just misguided. She has a lot of... Oh, they describe her as what? A daydreamer? Daydreamer seems to have a lot of daddy issues. Yeah. Dean Cameron as Francis Chainsaw Gramp, obsessed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre and an alcoholic. Big time. Gary Riley as Dave Frazier, basically same as Chainsaw with blonde hair. (laughs) They work at one hour photo, like a one hour photo place. Help me out with this last name. Patrick Laboratu. Yeah. As Kevin Winchester, just like a jock, football obsessed type of dude who actually is starting like a relationship with the pregnant girl, which we'll get in. Which is very weird. Kelly Jo Minter is Denise Green. We find out she's dyslexic. She just wants her driver's license. Shawnee Smith as Rhonda Altabello. That so, girl. Shawnee Smith in everything. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Scream queen. Lover. Seemingly a normal student until she got pregnant. Whoops. Richard Stephen Horvitz as Alan Ekian comes from a family of geniuses, but he's like the screech archetype. Yeah, he is. Where he's like, uh, he wheezes and he's got animal allergies. He does hang out with the cool people though. Ken Olant as Larry Casamias. <laughs> he sleeps through class. <laughs> Because you find out he's a male stripper by night. Which is such a great reveal at the end. I love it. Fabiano Udeno as Anna Maria Mozzarelli. She was in a couple things. An Italian exchange student who is only in the summer school class so she can get a jump start like on English speaking yeah. for the school year. Very smart. Yeah. Dwayne Davis as Jerome Watkins in parentheses bathroom guy. Yeah, he just went to the bathroom the entire summer. Spend six weeks in the bathroom. And then, yeah, this Carl Reiner makes a uh, an appearance as the teacher who retires from winning the lottery. Still weird that Carl Reiner, of all people, yeah. directed this movie. Yes. So odd. If you wanted to know who the uh, cigarette woman was at the male strip club, her name is Andrea Howard. She's billed a cigarette woman. No, I call her cigarette oh, woman because she's got the like emphysema voice. Oh, yeah. Come on, baby. Take it off. All right. Jim, who, uh, which character, actress, actress gives a passport performance? Nobody makes summer school, not just the movie, but actual summer school. If you showed up, this guy was in your class. You'd be like, this is going to be a fun summer school. It's Chainsaw. I fucking love Dean Cameron as Chainsaw. I've never seen a guy bring so much energy in such a shitty situation. Could you imagine doing summer school in Southern California and being cooped up when you're that close to the ocean? Like Pam, she wants to just get out there and surf. Exactly. But Chainsaw finds a way to interweave himself within this class of various different people from various different backgrounds and is able to somehow get this whole group together. And look, even Shoop loves him in the end. So it's like, Jesus. I, growing up, if you ask me like my favorite movie for a long period of time probably the amount of tits that's in it but ski school i love love ski school ski school dean cameron's amazing but i definitely would say both chainsaw and dave yeah screwdriver was an utter disappointment i was hoping for a headache or pounding temples a blackout anything but you know i feel fine actually my headache is gone i thumbs down dave i'm surprised i found the screwdriver simply delightful fast corners that third loop was a nice surprise the line moved fast 
he okay? No, Anna Maria, it appears that he's vomiting. <coughs> That's a sure sign of a good ride. Thumbs up. Speaker, what did you eat? Seeing, like, this when I was young, it kind of made me realize that I remember, like, watching horror movies and stuff when I was too young. I didn't realize, like, these people were my kindred spirits at that time. Like, there were people whose whole personality was, like, horror movies. Oh, yeah. There are still lots of these people. I went through it. Yeah. Everybody went through that horror phase. Yeah, like, your whole personality oh, yeah. is just how much you love horror movies. So Dean Cameron went on to be in a horror movie called Rockula, which is, like, a rock and roll Dracula type of thing. Seems like a Dean Cameron thing. It very much yeah. is a Dean Cameron thing. So, okay, let's move on to best scenes. I have the field trips. Next field trip, it's gotta be at the beach. You gotta see Anna Marie in the bikini. It's very important. I understand. Oh, it's so good. So Shoop's basically bored sitting around. So they go to Knott's Berry Farm, which features some rides that are no longer at the park. They do a petting zoo. They go to the beach. I love at the beach when Chainsaw and Dave are watching Anna Marie undress. That's basically the whole thing. Yeah. Like they're getting on the bus. I think it's at Knott's Berry Farm and they go, Shoop, we need to go to the beach. We need to see Anna Marie in a bathing suit. And he's like... I understand. So yeah. they go on a field trip to the beach. She's taking off like her cover up, whatever it is. And she has Ugh. a bathing suit. She starts to take off her bathing suit. And Denise stops her and says, Oh, girl, this ain't the Riviera. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. That was, that was, that was, that was cruel. That was, uh, you okay? Huh? But just watching, again, that Dean Cameron performance, their yeah. silent reaction is gold. We like, lived through that reaction. Yeah, it's like watching like their Facebook. Oh, here come a titty. Yeah, it's so good. The horror show, the chainsaw oh, yeah. Dave put on in the school after Shoop gets shit canned. Everybody get up. Now! I'm not ready for high school. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I loved it as a kid. It almost looked like Tom Savini put this together. Well, so funny story. Yeah. They idolize Rick Baker. Mm -hmm. They do the class book report on yeah. Rick Baker. So I always thought, like, oh, it'd only be appropriate if Rick Baker did the makeup for that scene. Well, until I researched for this movie, I confirmed, sure enough, Rick Baker did the makeup for that uh, scene uncredited. Oh, that's awesome. It's really great. But dude, here's the thing. The substitute teacher that was coming horrified. Yes. She doesn't know how Gills, no reaction because yeah. he's used to it. Well, she's only taught grammar school. She's only taught grammar school and she's the prim and proper, you know, really yeah. redheaded, like it's fresh almost like Miss Milford from Senior Trip. Big time. I think that's the best way to put it. She is Miss Milford, but like Gills is just like, oh, whatever. This is a bunch of jokes. And she just fucking books out yeah larry in the back has his eye hanging off of a yeah. pencil mm -hmm. you're doing something with shawnee smith it looks like she has a brick in her mouth yeah. or something like that yep kevin gets his tongue pulled out yes ekin's got like a saw blade in yeah, his head his, yeah in his head yeah and uh it's Shawnee really smith, well i think's hanging yeah it's, it's really, really well done really great yeah so i was like real excited that uh to find out rick baker did the makeup i have larry the 17 year old stripper <laughs> larry Shoot. What are you doing here? What am I doing? You do this every night? Well, yeah, Monday's off. 
Listen, man, you can't tell anybody, okay? I think I'm 21. You were fabulous. This is from both of us. I'm in the wrong business. Yeah, but about school, Larry. I mean, I think if you could sneak in a couple hours sleep, you could catch up with the rest of the class. Just shoot, man. Think about what you're saying. I mean, if you could be 17 again, well, you know then what you know now. Yeah. Well, I know. I hate that kid. So Larry sleeps through every class. Like they can't wake him up. He's almost like a narcoleptic. They don't show it, but we can assume there's a deleted scene where Shoop follows him to his work because we just like get this cut where Shoop's at the strip club, but we don't know how he found it out or figured it out. But we see Larry at his work getting groped by human cigarette woman. Shoop's trying to convince him if he quits and gets some sleep, he can catch up with the class. And he says, if you were 17, but knew back then what you know now but i know yeah and uh shoop's like yeah you got a good point kids so. make a damn good money at 17 he's, a ton of money. he's kissing like every woman it's weird and nuts. i can't remember does he ended up getting shit kinks they found out how old he was his mom larry you're awake with homework what's wrong with you i got fired he found out my real age hey i didn't say a word no i'm sorry my mom came to the show your mother it was a nightmare and before she knew who I was, she put five bucks in my G-string. And then my Aunt Edna, she kisses me with tongue and rips off my mask. Your mom freaked out. She made me put on her coat. I'm sorry. You're sorry. I'm at my sexual peak. And once a guy hits 18, it's all downhill. But it's a lovely ride. Imagine the lifelong nightmare that he will end up having knowing I believe didn't she also grab his ass too? something like that yeah. yeah don't you think you would somehow know what your son looks like even, even if he with has a, a bandit blown ranger mask yeah with yeah. a fucking bandit mask on his face my next one I don't know about you Kevin but I have gone through my era of going into a driving school and taking oh, driving lessons yes watch the dip Driver, do you hear me? Where are you going? Back. The test is over. No way! <laughs> your fault. This is bullshit. Come on! I stayed sober for this. You can't do this. Come back, you dumb dildo. Wait, no. You're not a dildo. I was joking. That was a joke. Come on, Nico. One more chance. Come. Wait, um... But I've been there. Yeah. I know what it's like. Well, it's the a actual nightmare. driver's test and she passes and Chainsaw borrows Shoop's car and Shoop says, please return it one piece or whatever. So Chainsaw like jumps the intersection or whatever. There's a wreck and the driver's test instructor gets out and starts walking and Chainsaw says, get back here, you dumb dildo. <laughs> and he says, wait, I, I don't mean that you're not a dumb dildo. Yeah. And then he just keeps firing off, but then he apologizes. What's your next? Uh, when Shoop has to go to court for contributing to the delinquency of, of a, a minor, minor and Dave shows the judge his fake ID. From Murray. Who's Murray? You know Murray. Everybody knows Murray. From uh, Murray's Liquor. Didn't this Murray ask to see proof of age? Well, I come up pretty mature. Did you show him proof of age or not? Yeah, I guess I did. May I see it, please? Um, I'd rather you didn't. I'd rather I did. You were a black Marine in 1968. <laughs> yeah, Vietnam. 
Uh, a war puts a man through many, many changes. Oh. You were a black Marine in 1968, <laughs> Vietnam. It puts a man through many, many changes. This was the original McLovin. Yeah, thing it's right really here. funny. So that's a good scene because that's when you get the reveal that Gills is truly an asshole and Robin refuses to believe it. Yeah. So my last one is the negotiations that Eakin goes in with Shoop. Wait, 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 Mr. Shoop, wait. There's room here to negotiate. What if you granted each one of us one wish? What do you mean? Wish. You know, like a favor? I mean, does anybody need anything? Like, hey, we'll learn, we'll give you this time, but we want some stuff in return. Yeah. How great is it to have a teacher that's open to negotiate and just get these people to learn something? And it's pretty, we'll give you this, you take us here. I love it. It's a really good scene. I love Eakin. I don't think Eakin gets enough credit. I love Alan Eakin. Which I think is sort of Albert Einstein. Yeah. Within that, when he's starting to finally get through to him, he shows him the power of the pen and Chainsaw writes a letter because his sunglasses keep breaking. Yeah. And he gets the class cool dude sunglasses or whatever. I love those cool sunglasses. Dude, yeah. Listen up. I want to read you something. Dear Mr. Francis Grimp, thank you for informing us of your problem with our cool dude sunglasses. It worked. Please accept this assortment of cool dudes with our compliments. All right. It's Christmas time. Free glasses. Are these free? Yes. Yeah. We wow. know you'll find them well constructed, and we hope your organization will see no need to proceed with its boycott. Sincerely. Wayne Appleton, president, Cool Dude Inc. The final one I had is obviously the test and the reveal of the test scores. Those test scores, dude. Larry, hmm? went from an 18 to a 51. Oh, if I'd only seen you strip a week sooner. Ooh, you. Oh, my hair. Rhonda, from a 29 to a 43, and she gave birth. Oh. Isn't childbirth grounds for a makeup test? It always has been. Oh, this woman thing never fails. Ikean, a 51 to a 74. I passed. Oh, I am an Ikean, Grams. All right, Eker. Denise, no previous test score because you ditched every test, but a 38. Honey, that's terrific. We'll get him next time. Kevin, yeah. From a 48 to a 75. Oh, wow. yeah, I'm back on the team. Yeah. Monster comeback. Uh, hi. And Dave, from a 26 to a 70. I passed. You made it. You passed. You passed, and I failed, you asshole. How could you do that to me? It was an accident. Take it again. I can fail. I know it. And Pam went from a 53 to an 82. Whoa. Oh, yes. Was that the highest? Well, almost. I mean, that guy who spent six weeks in the bathroom got a 91. A lot of 80s movies relied on montages, but they're rarely this late in a film. Very late. So usually it's like what I'd call the bridge of the movie. Rocky um, Four. Yeah. Rhonda goes into labor. Dave runs out of time and just starts saying, C, 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 C. And then it's Chainsaw's Dad. It's Chainsaw's Dad. So six weeks ago, I thought he had the IQ of a salad bar. <laughs> I give a salad bar. Well, exactly. What's that even mean? All right. It's California. There's the ocean we see. Do we see a pool? I don't think we need a pool when we have the biggest ocean on earth, Kevin. Yep. Everybody out of the ocean.
All right, so this pool check, a little bit of a mess. We're drafting summer-themed or summer-influenced entertainment. So oh, yes. Summer songs, summer music videos, summer movies. Picks can be from any category. I mean, honestly, none of these have to be explicit about summer or even take place in summer. Just anything gets us talking about summer. It could be fucking Game of Thrones. I don't care yeah. as long as it gets you talking about See, summer. See, I did, I did my, I did five songs. Oh, that perfect. get me summer going. Perfect. All right. Are you ready for the Go ahead, Kevin. My number five, Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, Jane. It's got summer in the title. 2001, David Wayne satire that spoofs 80s teen sex comedies. Takes place at a summer camp. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's so Over good. the top hilarious. Like kind of a little bit of like... Uh, I don't know. It's like bizarre humor. Did you like the sequel? The sequel and the prequel. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but it's, it's a little like, I don't know. That fan service yeah, but not really right. serious as the first one. Exactly. And then when you find out Orange Cassidy literally was yeah. Paul Rudd's character. Yeah. Andy. So my first one, like I said, I'm doing five songs to get me in the mood for summer. Back in the day when I used to play at basketball camp, summertime, first song I ever played. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yes. Summertime. Yes. That was the song. I would have to say this was a little bit after Fresh Prince of Bel-Air became the juggernaut it became. Will Smith rapped everybody, and I bet you all know that by now, because if you don't, there's something wrong. He also slapped a guy at the Oscars. Did you see that? Before Will Smith was slapping Chris Rock, he was slapping hit with Summertime. I love that song. You know, rolling around in GB Rebenzos. So you just took the songs, but the music video version is (sighs) awesome, too, because it's like everything you could possibly do in one day. It's that, a family reunion. You play basketball. You're invited to a barbecue to start in at four. Yeah, there you go. You better do the arm thing when you see that, by the way. Uh, My number for a music video that takes place in summer. I've talked about it several times, but it gives me a chance to bring it up again. It's hammer pumps and a bump. Uh, part one. It looks like an awesome party. Yes. Except the host decided Ooh. he's just going to wear tiny little underwear. With his fucking bonger just e- ripping it. Everybody else is like, we're going to set up next to this. We got a, a grotto and this beautiful pool with this mansion and there's girls everywhere and it's a great party. But why is the host walking around in a little like leopard print banana hammock? We need to, maybe one of these swim meet series, we deep analyze this video because I wonder when they were filming this video, if they had no idea that Hammer was just going to walk out of his trailer in a banana hammock. As he is dancing on the grotto and you have these people looking up at him, I would like to have seen a first take with somebody that had no idea what yeah. he was going to wear. And they literally look up to see his hammer just well, banging there's all like over this, the place. There's like this uh, reprise part where he like raps something and then this other dude's just like, yeah. But the dude that does like the reprise, he's like in jeans yep. and like Timberlands and shirtless. Makes no sense. And a hammer standing next to him in his underwear. That dude would not want to be seen with hammer. And then the second one, we talked about this briefly a couple seasons back. Yes. They did a revitalization pumps and a bump part two with Deion Sanders and the Atlanta Falcons. My, where my theory will always be hammer funky headhunter, not moving any, any units. Yeah. So what we need to do is reshoot the video and have everyone forget that the first version came out. So in this one, more they almost, uh, yeah, they almost have hammer dressed like he's in a gang and they're yeah. in like a parking lot. He's got like the rag hanging his 
out his pocket. He's got like baggy pants and a jersey and he's dancing. He's trying to look all hard, but it's like, no, Hammer, we saw your rig. Yeah. It's over, man. <laughs> it's, you, we saw your leopard print rig. I can just imagine the director be like, any of you know Dion? We need Dion right now. Just get Dion hey, in the video. It's Prime. Prime. And he's uh, in a bump too. They do like a fish eye and he like gyrates like towards the camera uh, with like a fish eye. It's like right. It's like rig vision. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't want to see rig vision ever with the fucking Beetlejuice print dong waver in my face. Speaking of dong wavers, my next one, LFO Summer Girls. Yeah. Because there was a period of time in my life why I did this, I have no idea. I was infatuated with wearing nothing but Abercrombie and Fitch to the point I got an Abercrombie and Fitch card, put $3,000 on, and all I wore were Abercrombie oh. and Fitch. I don't know why. My mom would wash the shit once, it'd fall apart. Yeah. Never understood it. But this video alone. It, you had to wash it, though, because the whole store smelled like. Oh, you walk into, it's like you're walking into a strip club full of uh, 50 different perfumes and the loud music. Why did with it the, smell like that? I have no idea. And then the music was so damn loud, you'd end up leaving with a headache. But it was the trendy thing to do. The sad thing about LFO is there's only one member left because Rich Cronin ended up dying of leukemia. The other guy, I think, also died of cancer. Yikes. And then there's one guy left. And it's sad, but. It, when this came out in the summer of 98, in the midst of this new pop revival, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet yeah. Boys, there was always those ancillary groups that almost started getting over the hump, like 98 degrees. Then and LFO rising. came out. They hit it with this song. The lead singer starts dating Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. Then Girls Girl on, on TV, TV come out. Yeah. But yeah, Summer Girls, what a great song for the time. So my number three is a song. It's Seals and Croft's Summer Breeze. <sighs> and it's because it's a two for one for me. Yep. I mean, obviously, it's a song about a summer breeze making you feel fine. Yacht Rock. But it gives me the ultimate nostalgia because it was one of my backyard wrestling themes. Really? Yeah. Magic Acid came out the oh, Seals and Croft's okay. Summer Breeze because originally Magic Acid was a member of the tag team and stable called the Dudes. All right. So they sense. were like surfers, yeah. like that sort of thing. Yeah. So he came out Summer Breeze. So some of the best times of my life doing backyard wrestling, you know, four or five summers. So literally a song about the summer that represented some of the best summers of my life. And it just made me think about being in the Dudes. I took the kids to a like a bounce party yesterday and Clementine one time she goes down the slide and she gets up and does double shock double shockers. Hell yeah. I said, Clem, what was that about? She goes, I don't know. That's badass. So, okay. There's a period in time when that's all I ever did were the shakas. Yeah. It was embarrassing. I don't know why I did it. My number three, once again, a song, but it reminds me of baseball. Boys of Summer. Okay. Great song. Not the original. Original horrible the atari's version of boys of summer 2004 another one of those songs so you didn't I, want to see a deadhead sticker on the back of a cat i did not but i will say it's one of these very small instances in which i believe the cover exceeded the original song don't get me wrong i love don henley but that song just did not sound good this made me want to go to a baseball game this Made me want to roll down my windows. 85 was degrees Was it on outside. like an MLB game or something? I think it was. Okay. I think it was. It might have been on like an MVP baseball game. I was going to say, you've got obviously something tying this to baseball. Yes. Maybe they used it on like a all-star game. The ESPN package like baseball or tonight or something like that. Those ESPN packages were amazing. Why do you think I still love Creed's hire so much? When Tiger Woods won the 2000 US Open, they used well, it on ESPN. My sacrifice, man. Oh my God. Like, Hell yeah. Uh, when you... Uh, uh, you listen to the lyrics, it does make you think of summer. I mean, oh, you yeah. can picture everything. Uh, got your hair pulled back. Not like the first one. I, the first one, I want to drink like a sweet wine and cry. <laughs> 
listening to Lol Cream. Okay, so my number two, because it's our podcast, I have a tie. Mm-hmm. It's actually between LFO Summer Girls and Len Steal My Sunshine. Oh, but Len's a great song. But it's the music videos, not the song. Unfortunately, it didn't become a three-way dance with B44's Get Down. Oh, <laughs> That, Damn view, it. that viewfinder angle disqualified it. So summer girls is the whole summer sun, pull up in a car, go to the beach boardwalk, land, steal my sunshine is the whole one hit wonder summer sun arrive and spend the day at the beach boardwalk. They're pretty much the yeah, same music same video with a uh, shot a little differently with different crews. A third honorable mention that could be included in this group is Mandy Moore's candy. Still my favorite because Mandy Moore song. It's like riding around in the car in the summer, but they spend the day at a diner instead of the boardwalk. I don't care what anybody says. That Mandy Moore candy song is still a banger. It's I great. Love it. I love the talk down part. I'll be forever yours. Love always yeah. Mandy. I used to love like when oh, she said such that. A I, crush. Was like, I was like her age. Oh yeah. And she's like between her, Brittany and Christina. Jesus Christ. Your love is the sweetest candy. Uh, speaking of something sexy, my next one, summer of 69 by Brian. 69. Yeah, nice. nice. By Brian Adams. Not by M- Brian Adams. Not MXPX. No, not MXPX. No, no effects. No, no effects. Yeah, not no But no, Brian Adams, Summer 69. My friend Megan, shout out to her, hates this fucking song. Like despises it with like the fire of 20 suns. But this song, I mean, come on. Can you think of anything more American pie than it's the amazing. summer of 69? It's great. And Brian Adams, I know the guy has gotten his dues, but I feel like it's not enough. We have watched his videos. We've analyzed yes. heaven, for instance. Yeah, Watch that fucking video. video. Weird video. Brian Adams, I think, had one of the best voices ever ever i actually like like late stage not late stage capitalism i like late stage brian adams videos i like late stage billy joel do not like any Billy Joel. <laughs> no. the other day oh who was that we were in geneva and my wife confused billy joel for someone i was like wait a minute you think billy joel sings a song i wish i could think of what god it damn it i would love to and know I was this like no i'll uh, ask her my number one we've brought it up multiple times if you want to find out more go check out episode 20 of this podcast season two deep and it's magic mike xxl ultimate bro summer road trip movie great soundtrack oh, yeah. bromance fun sunshine the way it's shot the everything best. about it love that movie so my number one and i can't think of something more summer than playing volleyball while playing with the boys kenny Loggins, the top gun volleyball scene i don't give a shit what you think who you are you best be listening to this song with the windows down full volume because Holy shit. I didn't think about it. And it's, it's perfect. It's one of the most iconic scenes in movie history. And you could also pick Top Gun as a summer movie. That's right. If you weren't doing just songs. Or do the newest Top Gun Maverick when they do dogfight football with that song by, what's the name of the group? Does I don't know. Oh, that song. That song. I don't know. Yeah. So speaking of uh, summer movies, some honorable mentions, Jaws, any of the Jaws movies. Oh yeah. Jaws 4. Do the Right Thing, Adventureland, The Way Way Back, fantastic underrated movie. Takes place at a water park. Dazed and Confused. Ooh, One Crazy Summer. Yeah. One Crazy Summer. Sandlot, Karate Kid, Dirty Dancing. Fast Times at Richmond High. Stand By Me. I Know What You Did Last. 
summer writing the title some music videos color me bad i adore oh god yes big pimpin spending g's britney spears sometimes thong song by cisco mm-hmm. oh and, and back that thing even up. so i had a hard time putting this on there so honorable mention because they wear fucking hockey jerseys the whole time snoop dogg gin and juice yeah but it's like that wake up summer day off what are we gonna do let's have a party i'll put on Parents my penguins jersey i'm gonna wear a michigan state hockey jersey and Socks a penguins hat. jersey yeah super weird songs nelly hot and her drifters under the boardwalk not the bruce willis version no exclude that chicago saturday in the park i have a huge pet peeve and a bone to pick with that song oh because it's saturday in the park, park. i think it was the, the fourth, fourth of, of july. july how do you not know <laughs> you were how high. do you not know they were high <laughs> probably this was like the i think the first or second incarnation of chicago when that came out summer in the city loving spoonful great song. ramones rockaway beach banana rama cruel summer or is jim likes the remix oh by bless the nation from blue crush soundtrack uh, alice cooper schools out alish any song by the beach boys oh god literally any song yeah. by the beach boys don't All get right. my girlfriend started about sloop john b i think i fucking made her hate that song for Why? the rest of her life because there is this cover this cover group i can't remember what they're called off the top of my head they play an amazing cover of sloop john b they're sitting on their tour bus i shit you not we laid in bed and i played that for her 16 times in a row why because it pissed her off because they say the second stanza in a different in a different o- octave like a different octave or a different placement okay it pissed her off because she's so loyal to the beach boy sloop john b she thinks that's sacrilege but i kept playing it back and back and forth to the point where she almost punched me in the dick and told me to yeah. go fuck myself the sand guys yes uh, sand people sandworms say it's the sand i hate myself or the uh, be- preeminent Beach Boys Beetlejuice cover band, the Sandworms. <laughs> I can't. And it's like uh, Brian Wilson it's is like back. Four or five Beetlejuices in Hawaiian shirts. Oh, green Jesus. hair, playing Beach Boys songs. Ah, uh, Mike Michael- loves in it. Vegan assholes. Everybody back in the pool. Morning, Dad. Uh, how do you want your eggs, honey? Fried, scrambled? I don't know. What are eggs? I'll surprise you. How do you spell cat? I don't know! Honey, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong. Every Everything's blank! I don't know anything! I don't know anything! I don't know anything! I had a nightmare. About what? I don't know. We've covered that you've missed copious amounts of school. But oh, did you, yeah. Did you ever fail a class that you were present that, for? That. Like, did you ever have to go to summer school? Did once. I had to go to summer school to learn English. I could not you're, pass English. You're this movie. You had to go to summer school for remedial English, basically. I, I had to take remedial English. It was. I just could not figure out. I couldn't tell the difference at the time. From an adjective, from an adverb. I couldn't figure out any of this shit. I couldn't figure out diagramming at all. So I had to take a summer school class at Trumbull County Career and Technical Center. Luckily, I had a really cool summer school teacher, not like Shoop, <laughs> but she was like really laid back. I wasn't doing good, but she's like, you're putting in an effort. I'll pass you. So I ended up doing that. It sucks. Because that's how summer school should be. Yeah. If you show up Have an for six weeks or yeah. however long it is, and you actually go and they try. just pass you on principle. Yeah. I mean, I tried and she acknowledged that. So um, I got to see. 
So my wife failed gym, had to do summer school gym, which I'm like, how is that even possible? But I think for summer school gym, if I'm not mistaken, she said they just went bowling and stuff. Interesting. Uh, Sounds about right. So in high school, there was freshman art. There was so, so I did well in school. I was like maybe 13th in my class or something. I don't know. That's pretty Nerd! pretty smart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in high school, there was freshman art and then there was like sophomore through senior art. Okay. Sophomore through senior art had Miss Baker. Fucking awesome. Ask anybody from Niles. Yeah. She was one of those cool teachers. Mm -hmm. She would like write you passes to get out of your classes. A lot of cool teachers. She's awesome. I love her. Everybody loves her. Like Justin, who's been on the show, he's real close with her. She's awesome. And then freshman art was with this old fat pervert Oh. Named Mr. Molinari. Yeah. Fuck that fucking fuck. Anyways, you've seen my art. Don't hold back there, Kev. I don't claim to be the greatest, but. We I, have your art in the studio. I've we have been Arnold. known to be all right on occasion, but art's subjective, so it should only matter that you're turning it in, yeah. turning in your assignments, doing what you're asked. Mr. Molinari gave me a D once, and I will forever be pissed about it because there were like four of us in the class who were all friends, and he didn't like us. That's all it came down to. Yeah, like he, he did grudge. not like us. He, because one, we weren't attractive girls and we weren't football players, attractive uh, girls and football players. He's a real scumbag. A's. He was, Yeah. He was there was guy. another girl who was an amazing artist who went on to be a great artist. I remember specifically, she got to see every semester. She was like an award-winning artist. I think she does art for a living now. Yeah. And like literally got C's because he just based grades on your appearance and all of that. So one of our friends failed that class, like straight up failed, got an yeah. F. And then a couple years later, he won a National American Visions Award. And the teacher, Mr. Molinari, actually pulled him aside and apologized to him Shh. and admitted it and told him, I basically just pegged you for like a slacker. So I graded you. What a fucking him. scumbag. Yeah. He probably had tenure. He probably had tenure. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, so. Dick Burger. I would have been in summer school for art, but I got a D one semester. I think I was fine. I almost ended up in summer school for math because how Howland worked. By the time I was a junior, I was only in like algebra two. Everybody else was in calc, pre-calc, college prep. Dude, I could not figure algebra. I oh, up, no, it's. Then by the time I got to college my freshman year, it took me twice to pass developmental math. Math's like, math Ugh. for me was like, I think I was okay through algebra, but it's like you get to a threshold and then you're like, this isn't for me anymore because well, it's like the sign over the coastline it's like if you're how are you going to apply that never. in the future you never are now history it was easy for me i've always been a history buff so speaking of history someone who had a history of perpetually being in summer school mr david mccall hey guys what i'm going to summer school okay you know what's gonna happen there i'm gonna fucking kill you you know it could have been different mr walker you should have allowed nature to take its course yeah, that, that was a good one. That was my teacher, Mr. Walker. Got a lot of logic with this one. Do I? I have one big thing, though. Let's talk about Pam. What the fuck, Pam? Like, I don't get it. You know how when you're on your board and you see the perfect wave rolling in and you think you got it? Mm-hmm. Only something happens and, and you don't get it. I mean, the key to the whole thing is timing. If you're even a little out of sync, you're grim, you're blowing the barrel, you're seaweed. But then you look outside and you see an even more perfect wave than the first perfect wave, and that's the one you catch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Surfing metaphors. You're the perfect wave and I'm seaweed, and if you want me out of your house, just say it. No, no, I'm not the perfect wave. It's not just that I want you out of my house. No, you want me out of your life. Pam, look, I'm your teacher. No, no, look. Anytime one person lets himself care deeply about another person, that person runs a risk of being rejected and destroyed. 
I'll go get my things. Uh, what is she trying to accomplish? She's trying to fuck Shoop. She forcibly moves her ass into Shoop's place. No permission whatsoever. He's creeped out, but so, he's trying to be nice. I I do. I also have this, but it, her logic's backwards to me. So at the party that at his house that he throws for chainsaw, Shoop tells Pam. It's Kim. She's sort of my girlfriend. Sort of. Well, she's in Hawaii. So you're all alone and you like young girls. Kim's not that young. She's 21. I'm 16. And you should consider that. Because there's like no difference between 21 and 16 now. But when she's 66, I'll only be 61. And I'll be 75 and it won't matter anyway. That his girlfriend's 21, which she replies, oh, so you like young girls. Weird. Yeah. There's almost no difference now between 21 and 16. This is what Pam says. There was almost no difference between 21 and 16. 1987. But when his girlfriend is 66, she'll only be 61. Good luck. Isn't that backwards? Yeah. Because when he's, when they're 66 and 61, what's the difference between 66 and 61? Yeah. The difference between 21 and 16? Jail. Is literally jail. Is <laughs> the fuck? Is the law. So I guess that's the point. But why would Pam's family be okay with her moving in with Shoop? Like, because they are there to drop her off. And because she asks Shoop and he's kind of like, I don't think it's a good idea. And then she opens the door and she's like, hey, he says it's okay. And she's cooking dinner. Yeah, that seems weird so weird she calls him freddy yeah freddy i didn't know we were having company i get that he's up for tenure but why would shoop give up hawaii to stay for summer school fucking nuts what i would like to know what's involved with the tenure he's i mean like how lucrative is this tenure yeah i guess he just gets to ride out the rest of his days doing whatever he wants his ed and can't but hawaii fail. yeah he gives up hawaii for summer school all right i have one how does the kid end up staying in the bathroom for six weeks? I don't think he really did. I think he did. I if mean, come shit, on. If you were on the toilet for six months. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the toilet for six would, months. because I can't stand up to wipe Kevin you would, afterwards. <laughs> you would die from dehydration. That's crazy. How is Gills holding Shoop responsible for his English teaching skills when he is a gym teacher, but he was also not only is he the gym teacher, he was the last starfighter. Uh, he was the last starfighter. He was like the last second replacement. My wife's texting me. She somehow confused Billy Joel, Billy Idol, and David Bowie. How the fuck? We heard under pressure. That's by Bill, Queen. It, and it, yeah, she knew David Bowie. She knew it was Queen, but she said, who's the other guy? Billy I Joel. Said, David <laughs> Bowie. And, and she was like, is that the guy from The Wedding Singer? I oh, said, no. That's Billy Idol. And then she was like, okay, you know what, though? Oh, seriously, mess. that could have been a hell of a lot worse. Right. This is my biggest problem. Uh, for being obsessed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Chainsaw's knowledge is a little wishy-washy. For one, he says the 1973 classic, but... It's from 74, but I, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Maybe. maybe he was saying it was filmed in 73. Maybe. He also says it was directed by Toby Hooper, but he says Tobey Hooper. Yeah. Which who knows? Maybe he's right and we're wrong. It's possible. But he says Tobey Hooper, which the rest of us. Uh, yeah. Toby Hooper. And I've never seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so I have no idea. Really? Never seen it. Never oh, seen any of it's them. It's amazing. I love it. 
Watch Wanda McConaughey. It's the best one. Oh, is that the next generation or something? The yeah, new I'm, generation? I'm joking that it's it's not. Isn't Renee Zellweger in that yeah, one Renee too? Renee Zellweger, what Matthew McConaughey. Hell? It's insane. It's crazy. One fucking awesome classic. One of the best horror movies ever. I was here. Two's like the cult classic. Two's though. cult classic. Fucking nuts. Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah, Dennis Hopper. You got Chop Top. You got yeah. the whole family. It takes place around a radio station. Fucking crazy. I love it though. It's great. And then uh, <laughs> you start to really go off the rails yeah. with the rest of them. But the what's the one that came out? Maybe I don't know, ten years ago where you find out spoiler alert because i don't know which one it is there's 50 of them where the main girl turns out to be leatherface's cousin and she by the end of the movie turns and gets on his side and says gives him the chainsaw and says and i quote do your thing cuz oh no (laughs) he said cuz she says do your thing at least it's not as bad as fucking paul walker going cuh yeah Another big one. Who paid for them to get into Knott's Berry Farm? I get it was cheaper back then, but like somebody had to pay for them. All right. How many kids are in this class? Uh, Uh, That's another logic issue. On the first day, there's a ton of students. Obviously, there's Jerome whose zipper got stuck, but I guess chalk the rest of them up because he does give them like the, if you're not serious, get out of here. And like 20 of them get up and walk out. But there's one kid who pops up. He's like, I think one of Chainsaw and Dave's friends. He's there sometimes in the back background you see him yeah, but not true. always but he's not there for the test it's super weird but still though even if it's let's see 1987 let's say it's 20 probably cheaper than that 15 dollars a ticket yeah. still there's at least 10 of them Shoop's paying for this yeah. shit that's almost 200 Crazy. bucks yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, just a lot of logic revolving around the things that they do. Yeah. But what's the legacy of this movie? Oh, my God. It's a cult classic, man. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. It's the ultimate summer school Are there movie. other summer school movies? There probably is, but they're probably not kind of noted. You know, if there is, this is the preeminent summer school now, movie. Now, I do have a feeling if we were to go down the road to Dollar Tree, we could pull a summer school-esque movie out of the bin down there. I'd have no doubt in my mind. You just mean like a, a similar movie? Like or? a similar movie. Nothing like this but yeah. i'm saying yeah stick around for some plugs cool sceners thank you once again for checking out this week's episode and don't forget like comment subscribe rate and follow apple Podcasts, spotify and podbean check us out on facebook instagram and youtube at pool scene podcast make sure you join the pool sceners group on facebook for exclusive content and we are starting a twitch channel we cool twitch.tv slash pool scene podcast once again thank you everybody and now back to kevin all right final app guy yeah All right, I'm leaving for a much-needed vacation. I wish I was leaving the Earth for a while, ah. but at least I'll be out of the country for portions of my vacation. With that said, I have quite a bit of material for the final lap. But, Jim, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with the first thing? So right off the bat, Kevin, it dropped today, and I know TJ will be excited about this. Beverly Hills Cop 4 is official, and it's coming to Netflix, starring the one and only <laughs> Eddie Murphy. That's all he's going to do for the rest Axel of his career. Just be Axel Foley. He's just going to do these like rehashes. Now, of movies. we can only hope to God that this is better than Beverly Hills Cop 3, which we covered. Is Judge Reinhold going to be in it? He fucking better be. What else is he doing right now? Everyone else from those movies dead? I Hector, don't think Hector, Hector Elizondo is alive. I think John, is John Ashton? Is he still alive? Not sure. I don't know. But another person who won't be in Beverly Hills Cop 4, Kevin, then I'll turn the rest of it over to you. <sighs> 
Jake Gyllenhaal has been announced to play Dalton in the reboot of Roadhouse. Why? I have no idea. You have to. They reboot everything. God damn it. They just have this primal need to reboot everything. But I mean, is there someone better? I mean, I just, my problem is with the remake. If you're going to remake it, though, it could be worse than Jake Gyllenhaal. I'd rather have Jonathan Sheck. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You mean Dolph Lundgren. I don't see Jake Gyllenhaal playing Dalton. I do. Who do who's going to be the Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. <laughs> it's just still going to be, be Gary Busey. Yeah, there you go. I'm going on a cruise. Prior to the cruise, I'm going to spend some time in Tampa. I'm going to go to Bush Gardens. Yeah. And going to go to Siesta Key and some different things. But the cruise lines just dropped their COVID protocols, which now I'm all for testing. I'm all yeah. for being strict. I'm all for all of that. But the testing protocols were the dumbest thing, the money maker, Because it was, you have to take, you have to provide a negative COVID test within 72 hours of getting on the ship. <laughs> okay. So I get on the ship on Sunday. Let's say Friday. I take my test. It's negative. Saturday. I'm going to Bush Gardens. Yeah. You're I'm going to kiss so people. many people in the mouth. I'm going to breathe in so all much. All the ride attendants. Yes. Kissing them all. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a foreigner. I don't know. I could completely get COVID on Saturday. Big time. Get on the ship on Sunday and just two days or so. Even into the asymptomatic. Ship, COVID. Yes. Get on the ship two days into it. And I might have full blown COVID, but that's fine. Because I had a negative test on Friday. So dumb. It's so dumb. The only thing that they should do, and it wouldn't even be foolproof, is test you right at the site as you're getting on the Swab ship. Swab you. Swab you getting on the ship, which we knew happened on the Jericho cruise, and it ended up being like a 12-hour process. Big time. We were excited that they dumped, that they dropped the protocols. However, we had tests to get, we had uh, appointments to get COVID tests, and we canceled them because we didn't need them any longer until we found out, if you read the small print, certain points ports still require it so now we do have to get a COVID test Fuck. how many people that are going to show up to get on and they're going to be like you dropped the testing and they're going to be like no redefine print so then they can't disembark yes and then they're going to have to test right there at the port and pay for it you know 200 bucks a person but what happens if you've already flown infected anybody on yeah. on the airplane and then if one of your party tests positive is the rest of your family going to get on the ship and be like well good luck in tampa <sighs> You know what I mean? It yeah. is just, again, better safe than sorry. I don't want them on there with me, but like, like anything, right? Nothing's easy anymore. No. Everybody makes a mess out of fucking everything. The NFL, politics, wrestling, wrestling, everything, yeah. a fucking disaster. So Jim, there are 82, only 82 songs in history Ooh. that have went diamond. 82. Meaning, meaning a single must sell 10 million copies to be diamond, which okay. There's some confusion there because there's something where it's like, I think an album needs to sell 10 million copies to be diamond. There's a gray area, but a single has to sell more. I don't know, but 82 songs. All right. I can name all 82 and it's kind of depressing. I think I can name one. What is it? Thriller. No. Billie Jean. No. Fuck. Really? No Michael Jackson at all. Wow. Yeah. Because singles are a relatively new thing. Okay. So man, this could span man generations. There's only like two classic songs on this list. It's one Elton John candle in the wind. Oh yeah. Diana and two queen Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. Which probably got the surge from when the movie released. My heart will go on. No. Wow. Okay. So let me give you a breakdown. Yeah. Break it down. Because of the 82 songs, there are multiple songs by single artists. All right. There are five by Bruno Mars. Oh, wow. There are four by Imagine Dragons. Oh, fuck off. There are three by Justin Bieber, <sighs> three by Eminem, three, three by Katy Perry, three, three. by The Weeknd. Great. 
three by Drake, three by Post Malone, three by Cardi B, three by Maroon 5. I'm going to throw up. Three by Ed Sheeran, two by Lady Gaga, two by Pharrell, two by your favorite Florida Georgia Line. Oh, fuck. Two by the Chainsmokers. No. Two by 21 Pilots. God. I couldn't even name. Damn it. One song by some of these bands. Bruno Mars, Uptown Funk. Yeah, it's. it's Finesse. A, yeah. All the big ones. Uh, now, there is some crossover. Like I said, there's three by Cardi B and three by Maroon 5, but one is actually a song that they have together, and it technically counts as yeah. three for both, so it's actually like three and two but give or take that's 45 of the 82 all time are they taking into account now like streaming spotify and shit like that for the numbers i think if you paid to download it okay it's paid okay so some of the ones that may be hard to believe sold 10 million singles outliers if you will who do not have multiples thrift shop by macklemore all right counting stars by one republic wow no idea what that's on you don't know that's i know that one your jam see you again by wiz khalifa featuring charlie puth paul walker man trap queen by fetty wap oh no pumped up dick by foster the people all right Baby Shark by Pink Fong. Oh, you know how many times I had to play that at like a kid's school function? You single-handedly contributed. Baby Shark. Sale by AWOL Nation. Horrible song. Horrible. And posthumously sad by XXX Tentacion. Don't fucking know what that is. Yeah, so it's a it's wow. a fucking cesspool. Imagination dragon. Depressing. Like I know like Christina Perry's on there from her song from Twilight. There's like some Yeah, no MJ. No. That's I, fucking I, again crazy. If you Prince? look at but if you look at Diamond albums, yeah, they're on there. The fucking uh, Eagles man, uh ACDC, ACDC Metallica, Elvis, Metallica, oh, yeah. Michael Jackson. Those are all the, the certified diamond albums or uh i'm sorry yeah diamond albums in sync but probably but not not singles because of just a wasteland how the music scene changed God almighty all right let's uh shift to more depressing uh, oh, information Kevin. all right great bad girl canceled 90 million dollar completed movie canceled 90 million out the window so today they released a statement something along the lines we're fucking stupid i'm saying we're fucking dumb man (laughs) saying it doesn't fit basically the movie just doesn't work why did you finish it then exactly so they're they blamed it partially on the budget because they're saying like it was only a 90 million dollar budget so there are it was actually 80 but with COVID adjustment as like 90. So they spent like $80 million and they're basically like, it's in the same universe as the Batman, which released last year or earlier this year. But basically it just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. There is nothing that you could tell me, show me or prove to me that this movie would be any worse than Batman V Superman yeah. or the justice league. Yes. Fucking send it. I, okay. So I'm going to get into a, a, a bit of a breakdown because I think what they're afraid of internet backlash. Oh, gross set. I know, but yeah, you know, like yeah, they're that's afraid what it is. that if like they're afraid of the Morbius thing. Oh God! Because everybody they put online, everything behind that movie. Everybody online trolled that and said, uh, "Oh, you know, we're sorry we didn't go. Release it again. We'll go this time." And they didn't. Ah. Uh, so the internet mob has gained entirely too much power, and I think that's what they're afraid of. I think that they know the movie shit, and if they release it and people shit on it, then they're gonna look dumb. And it's it, again, nothing is worse in this world than old white guys who have too much yeah. control. And let me get into that some more. So, for example, there's another Warner Brothers movie called Don't Worry, Darling. It's doing the festival circuit right yeah. now. Directed by Olivia Wilde. It stars her boyfriend. Harry Styles, as you'll know from One Direction fame. Great dude. What does Harry Styles have? A fucking humongous legion of stands. Thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. He has a humongous cock and balls. Uh, (laughs) Harry Styles has a ton of fans. Yeah. 
who are powerful online, who are in a big horde. Sign so, of the times. Yes, that's correct. His fans have an extreme hatred towards Olivia Wilde. Because probably for jealous? Yes, probably for no other reason. Because they think... I'm going to be with Harry. She's so, her. she's so much older Whore. than him and stuff. So yeah. they, they hate her. Ridiculous. So... Basically, this movie hasn't even been officially released yet. It's already getting the Captain Marvel treatment, which is the negative review bomb, where all of these people are already creating a negative buzz behind a movie without seeing the movie. There was nothing wrong with Captain Marvel. It was a girl. Yeah, that's the problem. That's what fucking men, white people, had such a huge problem with it because it was a girl. So there's talks about them not releasing Don't Worry Darling because they're so afraid of the internet backlash. Fuck them. So then in related news, it sounds like HBO Max is dead. (sighs) They are laying off 70% of employees. HBO Max will probably be absorbed by whatever streaming service Discovery is doing, which (laughs) sucks. But listen, I like dirty jobs as much as the next guy. But yeah, the dirty jobs of Deadliest Catch Company are taking down HBO. Yeah. Well, because of the, is it Time Warner that owns yeah. them? So it's, it's the ownership Still. group. I think they probably, white guys in suits, probably think HBO is known as having this like hard edge. Yeah. And Discovery is more family. So we should put everything under the Discovery banner. Yeah. Cause real sex is on there right now, which <laughs> yeah. it isn't. Yeah. I want to see real sex on Discovery Plus. Thank but you. so everything's in jeopardy, like future seasons of Peacemaker. And Peacemaker is a smash hit. Um, they've, already quietly removed Warner Brothers programming from the streaming service and it sounds like the reason is because they want to monetize these things. They don't want to give them away on a streaming service, but the same company just fucking canceled a $90 million movie that's done. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go in Warner Brothers. Me and you are going to pull a heist. I'm going to put, I'll put it on my ass. I'll take the fall. I want some of it, man. I don't want to be free and clear. Yeah, so you distract them. I'm going to put Batgirl up my ass. Let's grab it. And then we're going to debut it on this podcast. Oh, how great would that be? World premiere live on Twitch, Batgirl. We're going to have Michael Keaton in studio. Swim, swim meet series. That's the thing that's fucked up. Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman in that movie. Granted, yeah. he's still doing it. In the flash. Whether that yeah. comes well, out. I don't, from day one. We're going to have to deep fake Ezra Miller. The one thing point. I don't understand about DC, and they do this all the time. They're point proven on their DC yeah. TV shows, which the flash is ending after nine years. Quite frankly, it ended three years ago. Grant Gustin proven as Barry Allen in the flash. You would have no issue to release this movie now if you would have just cast him as the flash to begin with yes and now you have a movie that's probably never going to come out because ezra miller's a piece of shit yep so a last thing i'll mention espn 2 last night was doing the uh, espn 8 the ocho again espn 8 the ocho bringing you the finest in seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999 if it's almost a sport we've got it here and they were showing i love that they're showing high lie Nice. And they were showing the... Um, Highlight's fucking nuts. It's crazy. It's a nuts It's sport. like racquetball, but you could throw it off the ceiling. And you could like kill somebody. Yeah, you could kill someone. It's also a good beer. Well, it used to be a good beer until yeah. that mass distribution. But they were showing like the marble demolition derby type game. Nice. Where it's like you roll marbles down the ramps and then the marbles that go off are eliminated and whoever has them left and stuff. Dude, there's this one YouTube channel I watch. And of Is course... the marble racing? Yeah, yeah. Marbula One. Marbula One? Marbula, it's based on Formula One. It's great production too. Uh, unfortunately, as long as I was watching, no Bushkoski. Oh, which nobody's was a big hit a- on the last episode. <laughs> nobody's whipping a 
dead calf? No, no one, no one whipped the dead calf. So uh, we'll see if they do. Maybe by the time we record again, Buskashki, Buskashki. Uh, uh, yeah. So I will be gone, but there will be no uh, no break. No so break. you can expect an episode next week to follow swim meet series. Then, uh, I'll be back and I'll have to watch and take notes on uh, on short notice. But we'll figure all that out. And until next week, Silencia. I'm sober now. That's good for today. We, we live. live.